Hey, everyone. Welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee. How you doing, Rob? Hey, doing Todd. Doing great, Todd. Well, I had the, the words wrong there. That's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you were making some comments uh, before we were fully live uh, about how crazy busy. I know and we had our AI, IAB call today as yes. well. So lots yes. of stuff going on. Yeah. Hard to keep up with. And I'm trying to get my teleprompter to, to work <laughs> here. So it's also scrambling my brain. And yeah. I've been distracted for about the last 30 minutes because SpaceX is going to launch their Starship today to right. an altitude yeah, yeah. of five but the spacex stream is not up yet i've and that's usually indication they're four or five minutes from launch and this other guy's got 65 no seventy thousand people watching his live stream he's been alive for two hours Seventy thousand people are, are are live on his stream not even the spacex stream wow wow so yeah. i don't know yeah, if so the, how did I, how did he get access to that? Well, he's That's, five miles out with a camera, I guess. So, or he's got access to a feed. I, I, I don't know, but seventy thousand people are there to to watch a a test launch. Wow. <laughs> well, you know what that could mean, right? Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> right. Either that succeeds or blows. You know, yesterday they tried this and they got to zero, and nothing happened. <laughs> I think it got down to one. Is what I yeah, saw. one, and it then never progressed to zero. Yeah, it never progressed pause. to zero. The the com the computer. Well, one one of the Merlin engines said, uh, "I'm not going today. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I need a day off." Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I, I'm you know I've got this you know for those of you that are um, watching the stream, I you know I, I've got it opened up here in a browser on the computer, so um, to see when it goes, but. Anyway, we're, we're not here to talk about SpaceX, although this is the vehicle. <laughs> if they succeed in getting this yeah. thing to the point where it, it's ready, that's what they're taking to Mars. Yeah. Rob, we, we, we might live to see it. <laughs> Todd, I hate to say this, but did you see the article um, on NBC News yesterday that some scientist um, that is in, I believe in the UK came out saying that, uh, we already have a base on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this anyway, is, this anyway. is not a conspiracy theory show. No, no it's not. It's not. But <laughs> even though I theme, even, right. even though I do create, I have a, I have a conspiracy theory team as part yeah. of my geek new central show where we go over two or three hilarious conspiracies every or who knows? <laughs> well, supposedly uh, the the U.S. has signed a treaty with aliens, and we have a <laughs> an underground base on Mars. You this know, was in the mainstream media yesterday. So, yeah. Considering some of the things I saw and I've seen during my <laughs> lifetime, I, I'm not going to put that outside the possibilities uh, that it happened. But I want you know we get a lot of questions in our live chat. I mean, right. it, it just goes crazy. People are, but I want to show you, well, you can't see it, but the 70,000 people, 71,000 people that's on this guy's live stream, the, the comments are going so fast. You can't read them, right? You can't read yeah. them. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, anyway, this guy's got the super chat feature on YouTube. We will probably never achieve the ability to get super chat. If we did, 
We could actually, uh, I saw someone on Super Chat the other day make like five grand in an hour. So uh, that's how people does, are. Does Adam Curry ever do his show live? Yeah, he's live. He streams it live. Oh, he does do it live. Okay, audio only. He's doing it live. Yeah. Yeah, so audio only. I would imagine that kind of a show could have a real active live chat stream. Yeah. Going oh, I'm sure. Right. And it could probably be potentially very valuable. But by the way. For those that have emailed me about my Red Bull uh, drinking, no, they are not sponsored. And I only drink two to three a week, and it's usually during or before a show. Right. So, so you can bring the energy, right? Well, these things are absolutely horrible for you. If I'm going to dive anything, it's going to be from drinking Red Bulls. Probably that won't – I probably won't get an endorsement for Red Bull for just saying that. But <laughs> you, you don't have one right now, so I wouldn't worry Here about we go. It. Right. Have to delete um, this episode later. So what's going on in podcasting? Well, um, yesterday was a, another Edison live webinar of sorts with Norm Paddits and a representative from the, the I believe, Ad Results. Um, those were the sponsor of the super listener um, study. That's uh, that Edison does has been doing for a few years now. That talks about um, deep, deep diving into podcast listeners that are you know heavy listeners and what's going on with them and what's the trend lines of uh, their consumption patterns uh, as you look um, comparatively, uh, like maybe since 2014 to 2020, and it shows some some changes um, on that. I think that some takeaways that were, were significant. Um, it, it says that 56% of heavy podcast listeners think that the number of ads in podcasts is increasing and 38% believe there are already too many ads. Well, we've been talking, we've been talking about that already with the ad load on some of these, some of these platforms, you know, right. here, you know that's the thing that we can spend an hour on this, on that, on that point alone. How how yeah. many ads can you have before it becomes radio? Right. And yeah, well, that's you know, on the webinar yesterday, we had um, Mr. Norm Paddits, uh, podcast one, uh, was on the calls along with uh, along with Tom Webster and and the representative from the um, the ad results. Uh, I can't remember his name. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but. Um, that was well. They were kind of toning that down from the standpoint of the con the contention that Norm had was is that uh, since podcasting audiences have been growing so much lately, that uh, that he thinks that the expectation around advertising in podcasts wasn't set from the past, right? So as you look at the history of podcasting, there's always, there's pretty much always been a, a low tolerance for advertising. Right. Podcast is contention was, is that as we pull more listeners from radio, the incremental less advertising is, is what he was pointing on, pointing to. So instead of 16 minutes, and this is kind of his bigger point, 16 minutes per hour of advertising uh, it's okay to have podcasts with maybe eight minutes or something. I mean, I think you follow what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, say here yeah. is it's somehow, you know, th there's a value in the fact that there's less, not that we have a problem with there's too much in there now. 
So anyway. Well, so if, if I think about my ad load when I was running three ads mm-hmm. in an hour, 10 minutes, 70 minute show is when the average is when I was running three ad load. It was, right. and of course, I'm always long-winded in each of my ads. So I was probably running six minutes of ads right. in 70 minutes. And I'll be honest with you, yeah. that was the absolute, well, if I was running two ads, my numbers continue, my listener numbers continue to stay steady right? and actually increase. But is, if, if I was running three, I actually had people drop off. Mm-hmm. I lost audience with with three list with three ad spots. I mean, Norm probably has a little bit of a point here that um, the early podcast listeners, I think, were a little bit more sensitive to advertising and podcasts, and maybe the current listeners, um, though, though, and you can see that in the numbers also that they said uh, is that listeners felt more positive about the ads than in previous years. So. I guess what that means is that the ads that are being placed in the most popular podcasts is what I would be saying here is, is host reads essentially um, that people are fairly positive about those ads. And I believe that's because they are host reads, right? Um, That they're more organic, more believable, more authentic type of presentations of sponsors. And, and I would imagine also that there's a better alignment with those advertisers with the interest levels of the, um, the listeners to those programs too. So let's define a super listener. Now I'm just going to load and thanks for the link, Rob Edison's slide here. 1000 online interviews in October, 2020, all respondents reported listening to a, a podcast for at least five hours per week. Data was weighted by age, sex, and race reflected demographic of weekly podcast listeners as found in the Infinite Dial 2020. So which which slide are you looking at right now? I'm looking at uh, slide number. Yeah, I don't uh, have them numbered. I don't, so. they're not numbered, but it's it it also talked about the gender of breakup. Right. And super listener demographics gender were by male were 5644 in 2019 and 58.42 in 2020, which we're going the wrong way. Um, Right. And then the age bracket, this is interesting, 2020, 21% 18 to 24, 20% 25 to 34, 21% 35 to 44, 14% 45 to 54. Wow. 20% 55+. Now, Right. This is what I've continued to say. This 55 plus demographic I think yeah. is often under under recognized and well, underappreciated. Also, you have to think about a lot of the early listeners to podcasts uh were 40. probably in the 30s, right? Right. And since then they're they're kind of moving so you had this huge number of um, listeners right. to podcasts that have been listening for a long time that are all kind of piling up in that now. Um, but the number above that around the the change in gender, um, there may be a little bit to do with um, between those two slides. Um, maybe the, the, the decrease in female listeners was disproportionately increased by the increase in um, male older men too. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But it is an interesting uh-huh. breakdown here that we're pretty close across these 
20, 24, 21, 14, and 20. Right. And again, it's it's a thousand respondents, so right. you know, it's still like, you know, it's a great sample. Um, I think that is uh that's an interesting that's an interesting base. The eighteen to twenty-four range has got me pretty impressed because Yeah, that's to, to that's get, the most significant thing, I believe, is that number. Because if right. you get twenty-one percent of eighteen to twenty-four year olds to listen to five hours. Yeah. You think about the competition out there right now for your your eyes and your ears, your earballs. Right. We've got TikTok. We've got YouTube. I'm watching as much YouTube as I'm listening to podcasts right now. Right. And streaming music is another thing that's competing for their time. I would right. say all the way up, you know, people are, you know, we've all been home. So, you know, what have I been doing, you know, here, even in the studio, I've put on Apple music and played Apple music for a couple hours, usually every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the television on because I just want to puke anytime I see any TV. So yeah. I guess, and, and at TikTok and YouTube and all this other stuff that pe- it's, it's a pretty, that's a pretty amazing percentage for that even the 18 to 34 year range be- yeah. because, you know, let's, let's be frank. <laughs> that's 45%. Yeah. And, and, and that's right. the, that's the hip kids. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I guess I can call them, shouldn't call them kids, but that's the hip group, you know, that are, so that, well, that's real. It's the it, young people that are setting trends for the future yeah. there. Right. And we look yeah. at uh, the demographics then, if we break that down, 2020, 71% white, 10% Hispanic, 13% Asian. Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, 71% white, 10% African American, 13% Hispanic, Asian 5% other one. Now, look at that Asian category. Yeah. The number of folks. That's the big growth. That's huge. I mean, did well, I get I that right? White? Category. No, no. The yeah, Hispanic. The hey, no, 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 Underrepresented. The Hispanic category. My my God, I'm reading this wrong. Yeah, the Hispanic category is blown out. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Hispanic. Yeah. The reason that we're getting this messed up is that the color, the the reference titles is off-centered. Yeah. So I I, I was looking at the the color code wrong. But, um, you know, compared to, and there's not a big difference in in the white category. And the African American category didn't change that much, but definitely. Yeah. But you know, I, I the think Hispanic that's, changed a lot. Yeah, but you right. know, that's to be expected. We've been hearing a lot Spanish about language about Spanish podcasts. language podcasts. Right, right, a lot. It's, so it's a, big, it's a big development. It's a big, right. you know, it's big. So I think from that perspective, and I'm, you know, what surprises me probably the most. And I'll go back up to this is the split on the men and women, 58 to 42. I thought we were closer. I thought we were closer to parity on the men. You know, maybe we'll have to go back to his other study and look at the, the split between men and women on average podcast listeners, not super listeners. But, you know, well, let's think about this. Um, and I don't want to be stereotypical. Well, super listeners, I... Yeah, but I think I think you might see 
that's a little bit of a skewed number. I think if you were to look at more broadly, right, right, right. I think podcast li- listener numbers. The definition of a super listener, right, is five hours or more. Maybe excluding a big chunk of female listeners but that you, are not right. You know, super listeners. And if you think of, if you think about this year, twenty twenty, right. you know, let's again. I don't want to be stereotypical, but moms are home with the kids. Now, husband might right. be too, or right. single moms, are, but their time. They don't have a lot of time right now. They're crushed because their kids are being homeschooling. They're homeschooling and all this other stuff. Right. So, but it's not a big difference between 2019 and 2020. So mm-hmm. I might be wrong there in my assumption. So maybe we get Tom sometime to, Tom's watching. Maybe he can, can weigh in, but I, yeah. it's, it is a, it is curious. Now, Here's the, here's the, wow, look at this breakdown. Yeah, are you looking at the weekly time spent listening? Yeah. Yeah. 27% live five to, uh, listen five to six hours. 23% yeah. listen uh, six to eight. 24% listen eight to 12. And 26% listen uh, 12 hours or more. The mean is 10.5. So, the mean has went up from 9.8 to 10.5, but I listen to an incredibly huge number of podcasts, but I don't know if I get 12 hours a week. Yeah. I might get seven or eight hours a week in. Mm -hmm. We did see a drop though, coming from last year and people listening eight, Eight to twelve, it went from thirty-two down to twenty-four. So that was the biggest drop, and the biggest was, biggest increase was five to six. Right, so, which is less listening, which makes sense if you have a lot of new people, yeah, entering that super listener category, which I believe we've probably been having. Sure, that makes sense, and they'll probably work their way up that chart to some point. But it does look like they've kind of capped out at the eight to twelve. Yeah. Uh, as far as growth, All right? Now let me go back here. Where did that slide go? Oh, here it is. How important is it to you to watch, listen to programs whenever you want? Whenever you want, not wherever. Whenever. Whenever you want. Whenever. Right. See. Time- when- that's a time shift. Yeah. So this is this their way of trying to say how important subscribing is? How important is it to watch, listen to programs whenever you want? So yeah, time shift. 44%. Very yeah. important. It's the on-demand question, right? Yeah. Right. 29% important. So that, re- that still leaves you with, let me do my my high school math here. So uh, 69, 73, is that the right number? Yeah. 73% was right there on the screen. 73% very important or important. Right. So so that leaves the rest of them. That's not so important. I mean, I I'm surprised this isn't 90, (laughs) hundred percent. Right. (laughs) Because we're all doing that. Right. You know, here's some, I mean, that's what we're doing with most of the other medium that media that we're listening to now. Right. Or watching. You want to hear. Okay. Rob, this is, this is how old habits stick. 
So there's there's a um, new show I'm watching on YouTube that comes out Monday and Friday. And then there's another show I watch that comes out on third. And I've learned their schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and because I have built, I know I'm going to watch this specific show on Friday. I know I'm going to watch this specific show on Tuesday. But I built, I built them into my schedule mm-hmm. just like it would regular television. Yeah. Because I, I want to watch it. I'm ready to listen to it. And I think podcasters are the same, podcast listeners are the same way. They know that shows come out in a specific time frame, and and build that into their schedule. So now I probably screw them on this show because sometimes I'm a day late, sometimes I'm two days late in getting the last episode published. But um, this this says something here. Now let me go and scroll down. It says, "How important is it to you to watch, listen to programs? Oh, wherever." you want that's a a location question wherever you want 38 and 26 64 huh yeah all right let's go down how important is it to watch listen unique content that you cannot get elsewhere 63 percent 34 29 yeah that's a pitch for <clears throat> uniqueness against other content out there. Well, we're, right? we're, you know, pod, every podcast is unique. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, I mean, I mean, I would say that that number I'm surprised isn't higher as well. Um, I mean, unless, yeah. I mean, what's the inverse of that? They um, don't want to, I mean, well, I mean, content is I, important. I, I, I don't know what the other two questions were. Right. You know, very important, important, not important. Uh, what, what would be the, the other question? Not important, maybe. Very important, important. You're, you're in the middle of the road and not important. Does that get four? I, again, we don't have the other question. So unique asked. against what, though? Are you unique against? Right, right, right. Radio, unique against television. Well, no, they're asking a general question here. How important is it to watch, listen? You know, the keyword is watch, listen to mm-hmm. unique content that you cannot get elsewhere. So, right, right, that's still, true. It's still yeah. big. Now let's let's go down here. Well, do we? This next part moves into advertising. So, is there anything else here that we want to highlight before we move on to that? Hmm. I'm just trying to piece together what it means for a content producer. I mean, I mean, how does, yeah. how do you need to think differently based on what we're seeing here? And so, but the question is how much of the podcasting listener ecosphere is super listeners? I think the numbers we've seen is around, I think that's the top slide, Todd. And I think we skipped through that. Okay. If you, if you look at the the very top, it says share of time spent listening to audio sources, and it breaks it out. All right. So share of ear, share of time spent listening to uh, well, I, audio I don't, sources. Uh, I don't know if that gets us there because it says share of That's time closest, spent I think. AM, FM. But this is share podcast verse again. Okay, let me let me go down to the next slide. I mean, podcasts have almost tripled in their importance yeah. since uh, 2014. 
that's not compared to last year. But, but if you remember share of year, the average listener was like five or six hours, right? Wasn't yeah, that the right. average listener was five or six hours? Or I think it was five or six subscriptions. Oh. I think is what that number was. was I'm I, not sure six, that we had I thought it was. I thought it was about. like six point something, but and we, maybe we need Tom to help us out here, but. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom, what defines, you're not listening, you're not live with us. What defines a super listener? How, obvi- well, okay, here it is, Rob. Super listener, someone that listens five hours plus of content. Yeah, base minimum. Right? Base minimum, right? They listen to at least five hours. So right. would this would that person be considered in the radio jargon the P one, P one listener? I would say so. Yeah. So yeah. five hours typically will mean they're probably listening to. Well, you know, if they're listening to Joe Rogan, it's only two two or three shows, but if they're not listening to Joe Rogan or listen, of course, Joe Rogan's no longer a podcast. Um, Though I think we should talk about that topic too, at some point. Yeah, we, so, we, can, we can, Hey, yeah. put it, put it right down on your little notepad. If you have one, like we don't right. do any show planning. Um, <laughs> so five, five hours plus is a super listener. Now let's, I guess we'll go down here. I just Tom. What I want to need, what I need to know, is what percentage of podcast listeners are considered super listeners? Hey, Rob, you want to catch a train? <laughs> All right. In the last week, have you seen or heard advertising in any of the following places? Podcasts, eighty-five to eighty-six percent. Now, what's what disturbs me a little bit about this number is. This means that these are list- these folks are listening mostly to the top five to six percent of shows because right. if they were listening to one of the thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of shows that don't have any advertising in it, it would that number would be much, much lower right. But according to, you know, again, they were, they were talking to podcast listeners. Right. So 85, 86, see, there was the highest in all categories. So if I read down this list, um, 86% saw an advertisement or listened to an advertisement in a podcast. How can the website advertisement be? Some, everyone sees ads on websites. Everyone. If you're on it, if right. you're on Facebook, you see, so that number should be a hundred. Social media, that number should be a, close to a hundred. People are like they've always said, Todd. People are ignoring ads on. Well, websites. they are. That's true. Live yeah. and recorded television, seventy-one. Streaming television, sixty-nine. AM/FM radio, sixty-six percent. Streaming radio, sixty percent. Right. Magazines and newspapers. Rob, do you get any magazines anymore? Mm, they're. They're catalogs, not magazines. Now, right? the the mainly, I, I got a copy of the latest podcast magazine because I was interviewed yeah. in it. They sent yeah. me one. That's the that that's the only magazine I probably bought or didn't even buy. They gave it to me in a right. year. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm. I mean, 
keep in mind, these are super listeners. Yeah. So they've, they listen to at least five or more hours per week. Yeah. So they are filtering it through. So it's safe to say that the podcast that, uh, a large percentage of these surveyed, um, people are listening to predominantly podcasts that have advertising in them. And, and this backs up which, what, which is usually larger shows. And this backs up a lot of things of what we have been hearing recently. There was another group that came out and said there was too many, or maybe it was derived from the study, but you know, we're hearing um, about podcast advertising being the place to reach people that aren't getting, you know, are ignoring advertising somewhere else. We've said, here's the thing that blows me away. I, I'll have to dig out some slides. I got some slides from like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, I think I can almost picture it. Oh, I wish I could find it. Um, it basically said it was a pitch, uh, a pitch deck for when I was doing, going every three months and doing media buyer calls and, you know, doing everything you have to do to, to run a higher amount of advertising is it was basically, I was saying to the, to the, um, to the media buyers, you're reaching an audience that has cut the cord. Now cutting the cord now is everyone's cut the cord. But in 2006, 2007, cutting the cord was not a thing. So I was saying, listen, these people, people that listen to podcasts have already disconnected from this, this, right. this, and this. Yeah. And yet now we're starting to see people realize, oh my God, we're starting to reach. It's this, it's, it's, it's a revelation. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. You know, it's almost like the, it's like this, this, all of a sudden this, this they've had this wake up moment saying, Hey, you can reach listeners through advertising that you haven't been able to another story. I'm like, duh. That's right. For a decade now. Right. Duh. Yeah. And, and you're just learning this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that the, the big issue now I think is competing platforms on the, you know, as you think about the TV, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I still have cable television, live television. Connection, Why? But I also have, or <laughs> I, it, my TV has Roku built into it. Right. right. It's not an external thing. It's built into the TV. Sure, it's sure. running Android. And then I also have an Apple TV connected. Um, yep. And then I have a cable box connected. And it has connections to Netflix and YouTube and all these others as well. So... I've got currently access three different access points to get to the same content. Well, you know, I I tease you about not having cut the cord, but I was forced to take a triple play deal here in my office. And I think I get 13 television channels. They're all news. They all suck. And then at home, at the, in, in the, at the compound, at the loft, I like how I say that compound loft. People visit my place. They'll understand why I say that. Um, right. Is that, um, sure, I cut cable. Right. Well, there's no cable where I live. You get dish. My mom and my sister have dish. I don't have dish. Mm-hmm. So I can watch, <laughs> you know, like I have a YouTube TV subscription. I have a Hulu subscription. Or actually, my daughter does. I use hers. I have a Netflix subscription. And then Disney Plus. 
Yeah. So you probably have Amazon Prime, right? And I have Amazon also. Prime. So you start adding those right. all up and it's like, I'm still spending $120, $130 a month. Right. <laughs> you know, That's so. That's what the TV industry was trying to do. Well, they very. Spend as much. But very successful. <laughs> right. So every year in January, I take a look at all these things. I decide what I'm going to cut out. And for me at this point, uh, YouTube TV is probably going to go because I once a week tune into YouTube yeah. TV and uh, that that's it. So probably YouTube TV will go away and, uh, and I've got HBO too, HBO max. So, you know, you, you're, you're paying, you're paying one way or the other right now. We're all just slaves to these media companies, but I think that, uh, my viewing habits have completely changed since I've moved back to Michigan, completely yeah. changed. And uh, so anyway, let's finish up the study compared to one year ago. Do you think that the total number of ads in the podcast you regularly listen to has increased, increased or stayed the same increases right. 56% said they increased 40% yeah. said they stayed the same and 4% said that they, they, they decreased. decreased. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Ad load. I, I, lis yep. I listened to a podcast the other day that was 22 minutes and it had seven ads. Right. Had uh, three pre-rolls, uh, two mids, and, and two post. Of course, who listens yeah. to the post? Right. But seven. So yeah. how much more can you push people? And what well, is that, what, what that, that number 38% that I mentioned earlier of people that believe there's already too many, if you compare that um, to, I believe the prior year, it was a significant jump. Really? In people's perception of that, right? Well, we only see the 2019 number, 4949, from this study. And by the way, everyone, we are, we are looking at the Edison Research Super Listener Study 2020 that was sponsored by Podcast One and Ad Results. So, so let's, let's look at this next one. Compared to one year ago, do you think the length of the average advertising break in the podcast you regularly listen to has gotten longer, stayed about the same, gotten shorter? It went from 35 to 41, getting longer, 59 to 50, stayed about the same, and 6% to 9% getting shorter. So mm -hmm. people think, by and large, that the ads have gotten longer. Yeah. Wow. My audience already knows two minutes when I do GoDaddy. It's it's a minute and a half, two minutes. Well, I mean, it's if you're if we're growing this industry off of host reads, live reads, they tend to be a little longer. And right, you know, that's not always a bad thing. And in well, you know, some networks are, you know, I've actually done some stopwatch stuff. Mm -hmm. Tick 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 and seed. Okay, did they get? Because that's a that's the secret in determining if it was a read or host endorsement because a read will come in at 60 seconds. And it'll stop at 60. Right. right. A host endorsement. Especially if it's pre-recorded. Pre right. Usually. Right. Trade secret here. Post, uh, a, a host read will come in all over the place. It may yeah. go minute 20, minute 15, minute 30. 
sometimes three minutes, sometimes 40 seconds. I think it depends on if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's read live in the show or if it's pre-recorded. Or if I it's conversation. Right. Right. Or if conversation is part of it. Right. So, so if you have a co-host and <laughs> yeah. you, you can have a banter back and forth about right. a particular sponsor or advertiser, which happens sometimes. By the way, Rob. Yeah. We got a lot of reaction. People, people were, were, were sending me emails said that I embarrassed you on the last show. They, you they, did? they, they think that you, yeah, that they, the email was the, or the emails were, did Rob turn red when we talked about manscaping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was laughing so hard. That's oh yeah. Laughing. You weren't laughing. You were, you got you, you were a little nervous. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. So anyway, that was some feedback we got was, uh, some from some of our live listeners <laughs> as well. I'm this innocent guy out there, this manscaping thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right. going back to our study here, <laughs> right. Compared to a year ago. Anecdote. <laughs> yeah. 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 Compared to a year ago, again, advertising breaks are perceived to be longer. Now, how important is it to you to limit your exposure to advertising? Wow. This is, this is a really interesting number. 27% say very important. 23% said important. Now, those number changes are it's not just significantly not significant change. Different, right? Yeah. Huh. Wow. I, I think I personally... Um, when I'm listening to podcasts, I don't fast forward through them because I want to hear them at the same time. Um, I, my perspective is a little bit different than a listener's because I'm coming from yeah. a business perspective. Right. So. Though right. so I will say that that, that ranking there is not skewing in the right direction. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's up 2% on the very important in limiting your exposure. Right. So, so right. I think it's going to get this. What I'm thinking about is how many people are leaving shows because of the ad load. Now, I don't know if they ask it in the study here, but I think this next question may address some of that. Which of the following statements best describes how often you skip past advertising breaks in the podcast you listen to, listen to most often. 33% very rarely never skip ads. 38% you skip ads some of the time. 17% you skip ads most of the time, but not always. 12% you skip always. So that number hasn't changed. So really not much. Well, there's more people that are skipping ads some of the time. That's up 5%. Right. And you would expect that as um, ad loads go up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, huh. I want to know how many people have left a show because the ad loads got too high. Yeah. All right. So. Okay. I think this next one maybe addresses that a little bit. Relative to other types of media, there are way too many ads on. Okay. Now let me read that again. Relative to other types of media, there are way too many ads on. Well, they say such social media. Such. Right. 59%. Right. No, no. Uh, I strongly agree or agree, and it's broken right. down. Well, that's this right, so, blows this blows me away. Yeah, so podcasts are still considered 
uh, a medium that's uh, low, fairly ads. low in advertising load. Right, wow. is what this says. Compared to streaming television, compared to magazines, radio, yeah. streaming radio, websites, television, and social media, which social media is the number one, right? Yeah. Um, has way too many ads. Now, they did put an antidote at the bottom of this. In 2020, the it's combined number between strongly green and gray was 38%. In 2019, 24%. So there was a massive jump. Yeah, that's what I was referring to earlier about that 38% believe that there are already too many. Yeah. Compare that to last year, you know, that's up 14%. What, 14%. Yep. Right. That's a big jump. You know, here's a solution to the media buyers or anyone that has any influence of media buyers. There's lots of inventory. There are thousands, tens of thousands of shows that have no advertising in them whatsoever. You right. can't continue to cram your entire right. budget in these top 5% of shows. Right. Yeah. I would say that this is, this is a, a little bit of a warning bell to the advertising industry and podcasts that, uh, having a 14% jump in one year, um, in people feeling that there's too many ads and podcasts is yep. not a good trend line. This, I mean, if that continues, um, we're going to be considered just like, you know, these other media types. Guess what, Rob? It means we don't have enough diversity in advertising and podcasting. <gasps> Whoa, it threw it. Went there. Enough diversity in. Oh, okay. well, you think about it. It doesn't necessarily. Diversity meaning in shows, not in diversity in color, but a diversity in right. shows. So right. if, if you have. Too much load, too much ad load in the top shows. In, it, in a small number of shows. In a right. small number of shows. It means that in order to, to bring this number down and to spread the wealth. You got to buy against larger numbers of that's shows. That's right. Have a more, right. have a more, and non-duplicative audience. This is the thing. They're idiots. They don't, they don't, re what happened here? They're idiots. They don't understand Right. These are largely non-duplicative audiences. So they're just missing out on hundreds of millions of listeners that right. are, again. Because they're buying small numbers of shows. Right. And again, and again, right. Rob, guess what? It's in a, okay, boom, punch him in the face. I'm, I'm punching media buyers <laughs> in the face. All right. So if you're watching the live stream, I'm punching the face. What you're not doing, what you're missing out on again, and I'm preaching to the choir here because everyone that's listening know this, is that. You're reaching an audience that you can't reach otherwise. Right. And you're, you're leaving hundreds of millions of listeners on the non-reachable shelf. Right. And it, <laughs> to the rescue, you know who the argument is or what the argument is to the rescue on this topic is programmatic, right? Oh, whatever. Do, 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 yeah. Okay. To the rescue of this, right? Yep. Yep. Because you can run automated campaigns across large numbers of shows. Uh -huh. The problem is <laughs> there's problems with that, that's right? That's right. So we all can scale. There's no problem. Libsyn can scale. Blueberry can scale. Podbeans can scale. Come on. Bring us, bring us the RFPs. Right. But you know the problem with the RFPs I've been getting lately? It's just they want such a niche audience. I mean like really, really super niche. 
Well, that's that's the fallout from targeting, right? Right. That's they, that's where we run into problems. They right? want this super We're parsing audiences. They want this super niche show, and I told them, right. I said, I can't put a campaign big enough even to make it worth my time. Right. You, you've narrowed it so tight, and I said, oh, by the, I said, yeah, we can advertise in those ten shows. It's going to cost you five thousand dollars a month to advertise in those ten shows, and by the way, <laughs> not that I'm telling them, but I know what those show sizes are and they would make a lot of money but yet the advertiser then would come back to we didn't have good performance yeah well Well, you i mean if you're gonna narrow your target down that fine (laughs) that cpm rate needs to go up it and and i I mean i took it to like astronomical ranges on cpm because right that you can't make it yeah right and my minimum spend is five thousand dollars a month why, why do it for, you know, for I, I, small CPMs? I, well, and not, not only that, and podcasters get mad when I say this, but when an advertiser comes in to Blueberry mm-hmm. and they say, we want to run a campaign and our budget's $1,000 a month. I do the same amount of work for a campaign that's $1,000 a month as I do for a campaign that's $5,000 a month. And 90% of the time, the person right. is spending a thousand dollars a month is going to be calling me three times a week, complaining and freaking out mm-hmm. about their budget. So I always say, I'm always nice about it. I said, listen, you didn't meet our minimum spend. Here's 10 shows that you should go right. talk to. And I send them right. direct to the podcast. Right. You know, I want them to spend money in podcasting. I, I just don't want to do it. For a, right. for a grand a month. So 5000 being the minimum spend that we do for a, a campaign, mm-hmm. when they want this super tight, narrow. Yeah. And the big problem, too, is I can't segment by country right now easily. I can't tell who Australia originating podcast. We, we've talked about this on the show already. Yeah. And hopefully the podcast initiative that M. Curry's doing will help us fix some of this stuff, but we got to get players to participate, but all right. So anyway, it all points to, there are concerns about load. All right. So let's move yep. on to the and, next. And we're not spreading the inventory across right. a large, a large enough number of shows to, to dis- disperse that. Yep. Now right. here's a good thing. Podcast advertising, agree, disagree, 2019, 44%, 2020, 49% agree to your opinion of a company is more positive when you hear it mentioned on a podcast you regular listen to. I, I think that's, that's true. That's called brand lift. That's what they call well, that. Well, I tell my listeners, they keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. They pay the insurance. They pay my gas bill. They pay my rent. You know, I want you to appreciate them and right. show your appreciation by going and buying the product. Mm-hmm. Of course, my audience is going to say they keep that allows Todd to keep the lights on and do what he needs to do in his little little studio. Because, but the, the 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 ads need to be done well, though, in order to get this this I, percentage. Uh, right. I think it, the ads. No, I don't. I don't think so. Really? I th- I think they could be sloppily I, done and uh, still I, 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 have this opinion. Me, but is anybody really doing sloppy ads? You, you don't do sloppy ads and get renewed. So that's true. I agree with that. So 
what it really is. If a podcaster, okay, I know of a few podcasters that despise the advertising that they run and really, but yet they're such big names, they get advertising anyway. Um, I think there's podcasters out there that are truly, truly appreciative of a company that comes and sponsors their show. And that comes through because Mm -hmm. they're getting that podcasters getting a sustainable, potentially income. So they're going to be, it's just like, all right, Rob, if I gave you 500 bucks a show to be on this podcast, you would be very appreciable, right? Of course. Of course. Now we both don't do that. We don't get paid nothing. You know, we get a few donations here and there that we use for the bandwidth bill or the, not the bandwidth bill. Cause I get that for free from blueberry but the streaming bill i put that on so you know it's a different thing here but if if we were doing a a regular show that we had full-time sponsors in and you and i were getting paid for that you know i'm sure you and i would both be appreciative and guess what i think the audience would be too so i think this is where this comes from maybe Mm mm-hmm yeah, I think it comes from that. And then this this next slide talks about um, the the percentage of people that um, that think that the hosts of the podcasts actually are actual users of the products and services mentioned in the podcast. And that's actually gone up from forty one percent to forty five percent, which is interesting. I would have thought that the number would have been higher than that prior. So oh, there's a lot of podcasters right. that promote stuff that never use it. Right. But if you think back to the origins of this medium, yeah. Yeah. that wasn't the case. I mean, wasn't the case. I know like, a certain high profile, very, very high profile podcaster, well regarded. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's like a, he's a top notch dude right. in the space and he promotes a certain podcast host exclusively, mm-hmm. but doesn't use them. Right. <laughs> you know, d- I mean, in the earlier days, do as I say, medium, not as I was, do. Right. Do as I say, not as I do. Right. You know, I mean, if you're going to have credibility <laughs> with your audience, you got to stand behind what you endorse. That's right. That's somewhat how things have changed. And it's yeah. interesting to me that that number is even in, was in 2019, only 41%. I'm curious what, what it was in 2018. Yeah. Was it, um, more or less than that? So I don't know. I'm, I keep going back to my example. I tell my audience all the time, if you have a problem with GoDaddy, you email me and let me know because I have a direct contact in the office of the president. I will email them directly and they will figure out right. why you didn't get fixed. Right. You know, and how many times does that come up? In 15 years, maybe half a dozen, maybe a dozen times. And guess what's happened? Every time I've sent that email off to the office of the president of GoDaddy and it's, it gets worked immediately and the audience knows. Mm-hmm. So. But to some degree you do have to be a little practical about this. I mean, some advertisers, you know, I know some of the early, um, you know, like, like Casper or whatever, those type of um, bed advertisers, they would actually ship a bed out to them. Right. 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 Yeah. For them to sleep I got, on. I got one. <laughs> yeah. And, and 
I don't know, as you think about the future of this medium, I, you know, some products, maybe it's not practical to, to do that. Others, yeah, definitely that the advertiser should, should do it. Um, you know, let's say you get Mercedes Benz to sponsor your show. Do you expect them to send you a Mercedes Benz? I guess you could have one to drive around for a week or something. Right. Well, Ford did that. Yeah. So SpaceX is getting very, very close here, Rob. The rocket's venting. SpaceX has said they're going to come live in, in about a minute and a half. So that probably means we're about uh, four minutes from from this thing. Blast uh, off. Yes. So let me or Twitter. Blast off or blow up? One of those. Yeah. Let me Twitter.com. Oh, they have not, not updated their Twitter page. Hmm. Well, I will keep an eye on this and uh, we can, you have to load it up yourself to watch the launch. But um, I got distracted here. So. I'll tell you, I'll tell you my story about Casper. <laughs> I, I got the Casper mattress. Uh, we put it up in one of the kids' rooms. This is when I was in Hawaii. And of course, this is not a sponsor endorsement. No, advertisement. No. Right. So anyway, you know, it expanded out after it come right. in its small box. That was probably the coolest thing about it. And I tried to sleep in it for two days. You tried. Now, I'm about 190, probably I was about 190, maybe 185 at that time. It's okay. It was, it was okay for the kids, but it sucked for me. Yeah. So I'm supposed to run an ad on this thing, right? And I basically sent the rep an email. I said, "I, I don't think I can endorse this. Right. Well, we just read the script. Well, no, because if my audience goes out and buys this Casper mattress and they get it and they say it sucks. Now, how many people that were running Casper ads actually slept in that mattress? Yeah, right. So, and I guess you would need to really have that French point to recommend it, right? So I walked away from probably 10 grand, but I didn't run the ad and they didn't ask me to send the uh, mattress back. You know what I did with the mattress? I put it on Craigslist and sold it. I'm not kidding. So I don't think Casper's advertising and podcast anymore, but maybe I don't, maybe they're not even in business anymore. But for no, me, they, they are. I think. Well, well yeah. okay. I'm, but I'm pretty sure they are. But it was, I just couldn't do it. I, 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 my conscience wouldn't let me get beyond the fact that this thing sucked. Because you know mm-hmm. what? 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 What would if I have Jesus? What would I have said during the uh, during the um, the ad? Well, my kids love it. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying yeah. it. I couldn't have endorsed it myself. Right. So, yeah. All right. Casper's still up and running. They've got beds <laughs> online. I just I just looked them up. Okay. So, well. Yeah. See why our customers love Casper is what it says on there. We are four, T minus four minutes and 18 seconds. I do have the, the SpaceX um, stream up now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what was it on the screen that our our viewers are seeing? Yeah, that's what our viewers are seeing right now. 
And uh, for those of you listening later, you will already have known if this thing blew up or or, or went to. It's it's anyway. We'll we'll come back to it when it uh, in three minutes and fifty seconds here. So let's go ahead and move on to the next slide. Mm-hmm. Podcast advertising agree disagree. When price and quality equal, you prefer to buy products from companies that advertise on or sponsor the podcast you regularly listen to. 2019, 43% agree. 2020, 46. That's good. That's a nice tick up. Yeah. But yeah. I just, it, 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 it's still surprising me that number is still that low. Right. What, so, you know, what was it in 2018 and 2017? Yeah. That's that's what I'd like to see. Here's the next one. Podcast advertising. Agree, disagree. You pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than on other forms of media, 44, 48. They have to. They're right. That we're in their ear. Right. You know? Podcast advertising. Agree, disagree. You appreciate podcast advertisers for supporting your favorite podcast, 60 to 64. So that's, I think that, I'm surprised that number's not higher either. Yeah. You know, I really do. Well, it it speaks to a little bit of, you know, people are feeling, I don't know, uh, trepidatious about advertising and podcasts, I think is what that tells me. Do you currently have a paid subscription to any paid internet-only music streaming service such as Pandora Premium Spotify, 64%, any audiobook service such as Audio Audible, 40 I'm shocked that that number, 40% mm-hmm. of people actually have an Audible subscription. Sirius XM Satellite Radio, 36%. By the way, Howard Stern was extended for another five years. Yeah, I saw that. And any of these, 76%. So that's a pretty high number. So that they're still on the streaming music. I guess I'm not so surprised about st- the streaming music piece right. here. Um is anything else? I keep switching back, Rob, because we're we're two minutes out from either launch or blow up. Um, I mean, given given that forty percent number, it it definitely makes sense for Audible to have added uh, you know podcasts yeah. to their catalog. Yeah. yeah. Which of the following best describes the most important reason why you currently have a paid subscription to an audio listening service? Twenty twenty forty three percent for more for more control over the content you're listening to. 36% for access to content you can't get for free and 21% to hear fewer ads down from 22. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. All right. Let me see where we're at here. Oh, what's going on with my stream? They held it two minutes and six seconds. Something else. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, where did watch now go? There it is. It's making sure my YouTube stuff wasn't froze. Oh yeah. Hold it. Two Oh six. Something okay. happened. Something yeah. happened. Something went they, sideways. They didn't hold it. Two Oh six last time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's go back to the presentation. Um, do you currently have a paid subscription to any internet-only television streaming service such as Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Hulu, 87%. Any 
any premium cable show, 48, like HBO Showtime, any live TV streaming service, such as Sling TV, Direct TV, Hulu with live TV, YouTube TV, 48%, any of these, 92%. Wow. There's always been a strong correlation between heavy podcast listeners and people's percent propensity to subscribe to other digital content, right? Yeah. That's been the case since the early days of the medium. So I think this These is, aren't surprising. This is, you know, this describes me in entirety. Um, right. And I saw it years and years ago. I saw a strong correlation between this is back when I was working on Zoom at, at Microsoft. Um, when we added podcasting to the Zoom music service, um, I just saw a lot of mapping between people that listen to music and people um, that listen to podcasts. Right. So there was a lot of correlation there. And that's why I, I always thought that eventually the music streaming services were going to add podcasts just because there's such a you know, strong crossover. So going and back, then, go ahead. And then video on top of that, right. right. It is a whole nother correlation that, that exists. And then yeah. compared to other places where you might hear advertisements, does hearing an advertising podcast make you 54% more likely to purchase a product in 2020 where it was 46 before no effect of 49 and basically, you want this number to go down 40, so it went the right way. Right. Less well, likely. Nine, nine points went down. Yeah, less likely to purchase a product went up 1%. Why would someone say they'd be less likely to purchase a product there? Is that just spite? Maybe that's a, that's a little bit of a uptick based on sensitivity to over, over, over oh, yeah. uh, advertising. Podcast advertising, agree, disagree. Advertising a podcast is the best way for a brand to reach you. 2019, 37% agree. 2020, 49% agree. Now, this is a number. So brand is the key takeaway. Brand. Yeah, for brand to reach you. It doesn't say product. Right. It says brand. brand. This is, this is a, makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. I guess this is yeah. why there now is about 4,000, maybe more. Podcast advertisers. That's a big number. It is. But some of them are only buying in one show. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion of podcast advertising that uses? Okay. So this is interesting. This is a good study, Tom. You guys did a good job on this. Oh, personalized yeah. discussions about products or sponsors by the podcast host. 51%. Messages from advertisers are read live by the host, 51%. Sponsorship messages, 48%. Pre-recorded ads not read by the host, 36%. There's the delta. So what is 15% drop mm -hmm. equate to in CPM? Well, that's, that's not necessarily, but that is certainly part of the programmatic right. issue, right? Yeah. Um, that's not to say that you can't have, you know, those live yeah. reads pre-recorded and it, they can it's they just, can simulate. They're just not going to be as effective, right? It, they may map. It says messages from advertisers that are live read by podcasts, yeah. right? Yeah. But but what if those are pre-recorded the the so, live reads? So what that really means, though, Rob, is sixty-four percent of people are not very favorable, right? A pre-recorded ads. Right. I'm surprised that it didn't have a, that fourth column of pre-recorded pre, pre -recorded host read ads. Right. 
I wonder why they didn't ask that question. Yeah, that's a good question. Here's an update on SpaceX clock pause standing by for new T minus zero. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next slide, it really kind of, kind of summarizes what we were just saying. Right? Oh, 33% strongly agree with, um, either of these host read formatted ads. So as a basis. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. 13. Oh, that's a low number. Pre-recorded ads not read by host 13%. Yeah, that's that's not a strong sit, um, pitch for, for radio ads and podcasting. No, not at all. <laughs> Whoa. That's, if, if that's what they're talking about there, right. You pay more attention, and it's over method, to right. you pay attention to method than other types of, types of advertising and podcast. So, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. You know, s- sometimes the audience can't tell the difference between a pre-recorded ad. If it's done well. If it's done well. Yeah, right? but if it's done well, then it won't be known as a pre-recorded. But a pre-recorded ad is typically Geico. You know, the Geico right. dude. I mean, it's 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 a radio spot. It, it's a state farm. 30, it's the, you know. 15, 30, 60 it's second. Farmers. Or, agencies. Yeah, yeah. We've seen everything or whatever, you know. Right. right. Yeah. But there is another category here that's not being, I mean, unless sponsorship messages is that pre-recorded host read. Yeah. Which it could be. Could says be. method are a good fit for podcasts. Personalized discussion about products and sponsors, 25% strongly agree. Message from advertisers that are read by live hosts, 23%. Sponsorship messages, 23%. Pre-recorded ads not read by the host, 17%. So Yeah, I'd I'd like to see what the what what the the research the, survey's definition of a sponsorship message and how that differentiates from a pre-recorded ad or mm-hmm. A true host read ad. Yep. Yeah. Let's see where are we at. Okay. Companies that use method on podcasts understand how to reach people like you. Um, 24, 23, 21, and 15. They understand how to reach you. Hmm. It's interesting. It's pretty much follows the same pattern. Yep. So... Key findings. Super listeners today listen to even more podcast content than last year. They are getting slightly younger and slightly more Latino. Last year, 37% of super listeners agreed that podcast ads are the best way to reach them. This year is 49. Although quantity and length of ad breaks has increased, the positive impact of podcast advertising went up year over year. Mm-hmm. So there we go. We've talked all the way through that thing. There's a, I would say in that last bullet, there's a little bit of a mixed reaction to that. Um, yeah, I think they spun it positive. <laughs> right. There, there's, there is a perspective that one can take that um, there's some concern that should be. The old curmudgeons, the old curmudgeons uh, in us, right. you know, you know, well, it's, it's a glass. big jump in, in numbers yeah. from 24 to 38% believe that there are too many ads already in podcasting. So I'd say, you know, if, if we see next year, that number goes up another 14%, then I think there should, you know, yeah. I think the, the industry needs to take that and say, you know, we need to make some adjustments or like you said, Todd, we need to spread the inventory out across a larger number of shows and reduce the ad loads. So right. for those of you, um, 
I'm going to assume that these were not interviews. I'm assuming this was an actual survey. Yeah, it actually uh, says the methodology at the very top of the says, study. Uh, yeah, 4,000. So 4,000 oh, plus. Oh, right. inter- they did interviews. Updated yep. third quarter 2020. National sample 13 plus online and offline. Oh, tracks and suit offered in English and Spanish. 2,000 plus interviews fielded during COVID-19 disruption. You know, oh, that was during Share of Ear. You know, to right. to do the act to do interviews, do a qualitative study versus a quantitative study. Qualitative is very expensive, right? Well, my guess is what these questions were asked dur- during the share of ear study that was done. Oh, and then they just um, they sh- and then they didn't release those oh. numbers. And they're releasing those numbers. My guess is, and Tom needs to confirm this, they they released those numbers in this study. Right. But not for the general share of ear, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it's, uh, again, so I, wa- I do want the definition. SpaceX launch? There's a clock pause standing by for new T minus zero. So. Okay. So, but they are venting. The rocket has been venting. And it, for those of you that don't know what's going on here with SpaceX, is um, they're actually going to fly the upper stage of the rocket. Now, this is this would normally sit on the booster package of the suit, whatever you know that that mat. You know, when they shot that car right. into space, this right. would actually be sitting on top of that. So they're actually. They're launching this solo, you know, this, this stage is, it will never really truly like fly when it, when they do a launch on this, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be sitting on top of something that's already given them a kickstart. So, right. <laughs> but supposedly they're going to land this thing too. So, uh, uh, it comes in nose first and then they flip it over and land. Can you imagine being, being, having your butt in the seat and being, uh, in there and getting coming straight down to earth at, uh, you know, Mach four or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they retro rocket and turn you around that, right. that, uh, th- that my friends is the e-ticket at Disney world. Do you, do you guys know what the e-ticket is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only old people know what the e-ticket is from Disney world. Right. <laughs> so anyway, they're going to, they've denied me here some, discussion during the show okay anyway right um so did you see the uh the podcast predictions for 2021 that came out of uh, pacific content i didn't have the 30 minutes to read it i well i skimmed through it myself i didn't i think we'll have to talk about it in a future episode after we've had time to digest it i actually labeled this show podcast predictions and i I didn't know we were going to do this so I guess yeah. we'll have to do that in another show <laughs> next. Maybe yeah. we can do that next week. Right. Um, it's because we aren't going to have a show on Saturday because I'm going to be seeing my new grandson in uh, Tampa yes. this weekend. So we will be doing a show on the, on the Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. I'll be back okay. Monday. Well then let's, let, let, let's plan on doing the, the, the podcast predictions and then we can talk about this article too. All right. So that <laughs> means that, I actually got to think about some predictions. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to be writing that stuff down. Actually, I already submitted stuff to uh, a couple months ago to uh, the podcast business journal. 
on my predictions. So I'll just probably extend on those. All right. Well, I haven't. But, um, I don't write any predictions down anymore because, <laughs> be honest with you, it's about the same from year to year. <laughs> um. Yeah, it doesn't for for me. It doesn't change that much either. And I, uh, you know, I've got a few yeah. unfair predictions because I'm under under NDA, so right. things I Can't know too much. Yeah, because right. I know what's actually going to happen. You know, some things that are going to happen, but um, right. yeah. And here's the. Uh, let me just say it this way, you know, we've got lots of regional, um, all over the world. We have native speaking streaming services and all kinds of things that support, you know, like if you think about, uh, uh, let's just pick, let's pick a country. Let's talk about Brazil, In, India or Russia or, or, or any of these. Yeah. Wherever. Right? right. So let's say Brazil, they've got a whole streaming service that does nothing but play, you know, country specific music along with some other stuff. So the, right. And we should talk about this next week, but that's where expansion is going to come is those, right? Though, you know, podcasting is going to completely encompass the world on all these services because local content is start getting to the yeah. point where there's enough to support. And plus they'll intermix English speaking or whatever, you know, all international content, I guess. Plus I've been also saying for a few months now that I, I also think once we've saturated all that, um, I think we're we're going to see a growth in um, genre specific uh, platforms uh, more than we have. I mean, I think we've seen some of it happen around like sports and things right. like that, but I, I think there's going to be more of a splintering of aggregation uh, around ethnic groups. You know, black podcasters, women podcasters, all that stuff is going to have its own vertical Should. distribution platforms. There, you niche it out. That's right. the, that's a way to gain very valuable audiences that are not being reached today. Right. So just, just so you, you understand the analogy here, what we're talking about is most of the platforms that are launching today are platforms that are, that are full of podcast content from every genre and every category of content. Right. What I'm talking about here is specific platforms that are targeted towards delivering content to a specific interest group or demographic or what, whatever that would take a subset of the podcasting space and just surface that to that community um, that would be specific to their, that community's desires and needs. And so, right. show my hand a little bit here, but anybody that wants to do that and wants right. to manage a community should reach out to me. Oh, are you doing something like uh, good? Well, we've got it. We've got a tool already that, automates all that right, right. yeah our network so, plugin that we built to do exactly right. that right but these platforms that are i think they're going i mean you know i'm working with a few already that um they're going to be looked to as another distribution platform that right. broadcaster will submit to them uh just right. like they would to apple but yep. it'll be it'll have some acceptance right criteria right yeah right. right like i said reach out to me if you're thinking about doing something like that <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I think you're I think you're absolutely right, Rob. And the the key here is is there's there's going to be a ground race to dominate those categories, whatever right. they may be. I mean, because I mean, if you really think about it logically, I mean, these big platforms like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, they're such big buckets of content, right? 
and 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 how can any of those platforms really do a good job of surfacing terrific content in the various genre categories? Right. Right. It's it's like a huge pool of content, and it makes it really hard to find what's good. Well, if you have a subset of that, and in an affinity group, it's a lot easier to surface and market and promote shows that are good. So it's, it's incredibly easier because, you know, I, I built the first network, you know, and it's real easy to sell a hundred tech shows. And it's easier to, to market a platform like that to users. Right. Cause you have an interest. Yeah. They have a specific, you know, they're looking at a specific stack. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we're seeing a little bit today in the political genre. <laughs> You're seeing some signs of it right now that oh. are bubbling up, right? Yeah. I, I have, and here's another thing too, and I don't know how much business you guys do with the government, but I've had probably 20 government uh, agencies come on in the last two or three months that are, mm-hmm. you know, doing a show for their specific agency or department of justice or whatever it may be. They're doing a mm-hmm. large mm-hmm. number of different shows. So right. um, I think that is, so I, I, I just realized something. And of course this is only viable to the people that are, that are uh, watching us right now. The, uh, the SpaceX rocket, that just doesn't look that big sitting there. But that thing is mammoth. It's really big. And, and you know, they need like a cherry picker to get to like halfway up the first fin. <laughs> 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 so tentative T minus zero now, 440 p.m. CST. That means two, see, CST, CST. So that means 540 Eastern is the new launch time. So central standard time. So it's, so it's, it's a ways. They must've had a problem. (laughs) And it sounds like there's a common thread here. Yeah. And it didn't blow up yet. So, but what else has been going on? I think, uh, some of the news out there, uh, I was put out there that the New York times as, uh, is making about forty-two million a year in revenue from their podcasting. Doesn't that piss off all the all the independent podcasters out there that they're making forty-two million a year? Right, and that's about comparable to the annual revenue of Wondery, which is all other. But that was an analysis. That was an analysis. If if uh, numbers are to believe that they sold right. out every episode and how many ever ads they did. It could certainly be. I mean, it's just an estimate. Yeah. It's not for definite. It's not like the New York Times has put it out. I don't know if I so, can say anything directly, but we had an IEB meeting today. Yeah, we did. And uh, I, I better be real careful here. Um, I think there's an update coming. I guess I'll leave it at that. After the review period, I think there's going to be. So. You have to be yeah, ca- I think careful, be careful of what I'm saying. Right. I th- think there's some aspects of what's going on there that, you know, that the IEB podcast metrics kind of thing needs to put its, you know, stake in the ground here and move forward. Right. Yep. So, uh, and it's a good thing, but mm-hmm. sometimes things, let me just paraphrase this. 
sometimes there's insufficient data to support certain specifications. And then when you do get to a point where you have sufficient data, then it can be added to the document. Do you think I'm that's about as far as I want to go? <laughs> I think we saw a glimpse of it today, right? Of of some some data, right? Some data that so, that paints paints a directional picture for metrics for podcasting as you look to the future, yep. future protocols, right? <laughs> okay, I think we leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, you know what's funny is here. Uh, here's the here's here's the headline: Podcaster becoming a Hollywood goldmine reports deadline, uh, yeah, saying the number of podcasts turned into video is well into three figures. This incidentally is widely held to be the reason for the high valuations of some podcast companies. Hmm, I wonder which one these might be referring to. <laughs> so podcasts are becoming a Hollywood goldmine. So they're. In other words, they're going to be a podcast story will be made into a Hollywood feature, something, film, mm -hmm. series, short story, whatever it may be. So mm -hmm. it's going to keep yep. the uh, some writers employed, which is good. Um, yeah, do you see this? Audible has launched their uh, Audible podcast development program that a, a potential podcaster could win up to $10,000 to develop the idea for a show. And you have until January 18th, yeah. I guess, to apply. When is your guys' – when do you guys close for nominations for your – is that – On the, the 15th of December. Oh, so six days away for it to become a – what's it called? Ambi? Ambi's, yeah. Ambi Award, right. Yeah. There's some talk of extending that deadline, but oh. uh, it hasn't been decided yet. So, you know, this is a, this is really a, 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 a headline here that if you, if you read this, you're going to think, oh, I can take Christmas off. Podcast downloads in the U.S. dipped 20% in the past week, according to data from Triton Digital. It's all thanks to um, Thanksgiving. I actually, when I read this, I went over and looked at our stats. I did not see any dip. <laughs> so zero, yeah. zero dip. Yeah. Matter of fact, it's all, just a tad bump. So I, I don't know where they got this. Maybe it's because they're hosting shows that weren't produced over the Thanksgiving period, and that's why there was a dip. That's probably that's probably true. I mean, a lot of lot more independent podcasters produce through holidays than that's right. The larger companies, yeah. So that would make sense. And don't forget, again, we've said it. I've said this a hundred times. Uh, December fifteenth to January thirtieth is your number one growth period in podcasting. So we're six days away from that. So make right. sure you're putting content out that is going to attract people right. that are going to be on vacation and looking to improve their lives and uh, New Year's resolutions. And if you're doing a show, whatever it is, then you can do a little twist on that. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do so because they're going to be seeking your content out. Yep. That's true. Now, Because people get new tablets, they get new phones, they get new devices that they can listen to podcasts on. So. Right. That's why that happens. I had a um, a little bit of a a giggle when I read the Howard Stern's um, extension on Sirius. Now right. I've listened to Howard Stern from time to time, and uh, 
he's definitely a shock jock and he's, you know, unbridled over there. But he but says, I have a podcast. No, but he says, <laughs> this is the things that really kind of shocks me. Listen to this. American shock jock Howard Stern has signed for a further five years with Sirius. Now, I don't know what the deal is. I'm sure it's millions and millions who also retains rights to his archives for seven years. Seven years, yeah. So he doesn't own his archives. Well, when you get as much money <laughs> a deal, it's kind of like, you know, Joe Rory, same way. Yeah. Right? They've got a, Stern has a warehouse or two full of props and stuff that's been sent to the show. They were talking about how they could get rid of all this stuff. You know, Howard just said burn it, I think, at one time. But uh, can you imagine having, can you imagine getting a, having a warehouse full of stuff from us doing this show? Right. A, a warehouse, not, not like a storage unit, a, a warehouse. Right. right. <laughs> we can't fill a closet. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, and don't forget stickers. If you got a sticker for your show, send it to the sticker address. It's or the address that's on the in the show notes at newmediashow.com and make sure that if you're not subscribed, you do right. subscribe. Because Rob, we are fifty four seconds from being at the one hour and thirty minute mark. Wow, amazing how we got here. <laughs> well, the show's not an hour thirty because we started about five after, but uh the recording says an hour twenty five, but I, I think we're about good. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah, I did a um, a live audio program on a new platform uh, called Clubhouse huh. just a c couple days ago. Um, had about three or four hundred people really? in a room on this new app called Clubhouse. Um, all podcasters is huge, diverse group of of people that are on that platform that wanted to learn all about podcasting. I I I answered questions from this group, uh, for almost two hours. Wow. Just one, one after another coming through, asking questions about podcasting on this live, live audio program on this platform. Huh? So did you so get invited to see, you get um, invited to come over there and do a segment yeah. or something? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of platforms that are getting involved in this one. One's called it's a clubhouse app is what it's called. And it's all audio. So it's, it's a very social kind of social platform that is all about audio and people coming in and talking to each other, you know, hitting, you know, a, a talk button and you can talk to, you know, a, a session host and create a dialogue. Um, you can stage people to come into a room and ask questions and things like that. And then there, there's another app called Chalk and that's uh, C-A-L-K. And that's also another app that uh, you can go in and create a an audio program and build a community of listeners around that app, and people can talk to each other in that app in a in like a show type format. So they're saying it's a secret invite only social app. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, at this point, until they they open it up more. Right. Hmm. So. So, so they could actually ask you a question that you heard them. They didn't type it. You could actually hear them right, ask a question. Right, right. It's almost like uh, talk radio, right? You could bring in a, a guest on the on the show. So there was myself, and I was a guest, and there was a host. 
and the audience would be attracted via like social media, like what happens on, right. on um, other social platforms where you have a bunch of friends and followers and stuff like that. And you can invite them to this room um, to, to, to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So what so, kind of questions did you get? They run the full gamut? Yeah, about how to start a podcast, you know, how to monetize podcasts, how to how to grow a podcast, um, you know, just all all sorts of levels of questions, you know. Huh. Uh, so, so I thought it was interesting that there there's this whole another generation of apps coming up that are that are bringing um, audience and hosts together more in in conversation, which really hasn't been done that well in podcasting up to this point. And it's not really a podcast either. So, right. and, and from what I understand, this platform is going to enable recording of this as well. So you may be able to create an on-demand version of this cause, cause it was just live right at this point. So, huh. so it's an interesting development around audio content production to be able to have a social media combined. And this is what I've wondered about with Facebook and Twitter and these other you know, LinkedIn and stuff is creating those platforms could create something very similar to this. They, they just yeah. haven't done it. So the, right. you know, and we, one thing we didn't get to in the show today, maybe we can take just a few minutes is, uh, talking about Joe Rogan and not being a podcast anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you think people, yeah, there's a faction of the podcast space out there that I think is a little bit more open-minded on that topic now. Right. Um, it, as we're starting to see exclusives become more common in the podcasting space, yeah. they've been around forever, but uh, it's just it now it feels like it's more accepted um, than ever before. Uh, and then I think that the definition of uh, a podcast is – maybe in perception of the listener is moving a little bit beyond just the distribution method. Now, I don't know what you think, Todd. So here's a quote from uh, Dave over at Chartable. Close versus open. As Spotify expands their suite of exclusive content and others like Amazon, Apple enter the fray, we'll begin to see more competition between closed platforms and the open RSS based ecosystem. I believe the right. open ecosystem can continue to thrive Competition is healthy after all, but the open ecosystem will need to continue to innovate as an industry to serve listeners, creators, and advertisers as well. That's a quote right. from Dave over at Chartable. So that kind of goes into it, but it really doesn't say, it doesn't really define, he is not defining, he doesn't say that those on closed platforms are no longer podcast. Right. And I think that that cuts to the chase of the question, right? Is, is the word podcast, uh, a reference to kind of a type of content or is it a reference to the method of distribution? And yeah. I think that's, that's where it feels like we're opening it up. I mean, as we've seen more, uh, you know, StreamYard and zoom is so people creating podcasts in those platforms and they're live, just like what we're doing here, Todd, right. we're not a pure play podcast either. Well, uh, we're a podcast but, in that you can, it's still distributed as a podcast, but we do it live. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, that's, that's where the, the, the understandings and the perceptions are kind of getting a little blurred. Right. So, um, cause there are people that are starting shows and all they're doing them is live. So, so are those podcasts. Mm, so here's an antidote. Right. to this and it's a side off discussion and I think it's important. I had a slew 
a slew, probably 20, 25 mm-hmm. podcasters contact me and say, how do I become a video podcast? Mm-hmm. I came all at once. <sighs> and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, why don't you set up a separate show? You can do audio and video. Turns out everyone saw Rogan's show as a video on Chartable, not on Chartable, on Spotify. Spotify. And he wants his video, his podcast to be video on Spotify. And I, and every one of those, of those inquiries, I, I kind of got the clue after two or three. And I said, that's an exclusive deal. An average podcaster's audio only. Joe's got a special arrangement with with Spotify to do video on the platform. That's not something that's openly available. But but given that, there yeah. is some platforms, podcasting platforms, that do support the video stuff. Like that's Apple, right, Apple right. Podcasts. And I explained right. that. And I explained right. how I'd done my show for 10 years, and it's distributed as both. And then then I said, listen, I, I, you know, I said, realistically, I said, your show will not fit on the fit on the flat rate plan. You'll have to become a pro hosting customer. And that incurs gigabit costs beyond what we allow on your base, you know, your base allowance. And, uh, I said, if you want to experiment with live video, do like I do do it on Facebook, YouTube live, take the embed, put it on your blog post. Mm -hmm. And if you get some traction, then consider doing video as a podcast, but understand this is what it's going to ding, ding, ding cost. And right. uh, he said, "Well, I think I'm going to hold up for now." But they, they, right. there was a bunch of people. Man, they were, they were, they. Wow, I can do, I can do video on Spotify. Let me in, right. and I, I'm like, right. "Time out, nope. <laughs> time out, no, you no can, can do, do. places, but just not Spotify. no can do." Right. And I said, "What's the fats? Yeah. And you know, what is the fascination? Why it's like, oh my god, it's the shiny little lure, you know, spinning through the water. And it's like, oh, let me go up there and grab that hook." you know and yeah 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 i mean (laughs) i mean in the early days of podcasting video was a lot more popular than it was than it is now yeah believe it or not yeah yeah so we are now officially way over time-wise so we're we're gonna get out of here i'm todd at blueberry.com at geek news on twitter and, and I'm on Twitter too at Rob Greenley, and uh, you can send me an email if you want to Rob G at Lipson.com. So uh, if you're not subscribed, go over to the newmediashow.com, get subscribed to the show, all your favorite destinations are there. Make sure you're subscribed. We right. want you to do that because we are old school podcasters and, and uh, l- please subscribe. So, right. and <laughs> I think Todd, you you dove you dove into the numbers and you came out with a number as like twenty percent of our downloads are video, video. downloads, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So that that gives you a little bit of a snapshot of what's yeah. maybe possible. Yeah, and again, twenty percent's a pretty big number considering why would you watch two dudes talking on a mic on big microphones? All right. right, yeah. So that and you know that's what why why do you watch? That's the question. You can email either one of us and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, uh, love to hear your feedback on the manscaping thing. Should we have them as, I I think we should have them as a sponsor and then Rob be the, be the, be the test user. I'm already user. So I can, you know, we can. Oh, you are. I told you I use their, I have their product. I have their, their version zero of their trimmer. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't picked one up yet. So, but I did get a get a new Apple Watch today. Oh, nice. Came in. The I mail. just I just took mine off. So, I've been trying to get it all set up. So, it takes pretty, a whopping three minutes or something. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty tricky little device. I got the the cellular version. So oh yeah, it's got its own little got its own little thing going on. So you got to call your phone company and link it. No, it does it in the software now. Really? It it sets oh. it all up with the AT and T. Okay, for, well, that's cool. Right, right there, I just click a button and it's done. So when you have when you upgrade, you'll have to call your phone company. At least I up, did. Up, upgrade to what? What do you mean? When you up when you upgrade your iPhone, mine didn't relink. They had to relink it because I. Oh, when you get a new iPhone. Yeah. But I switched yeah, I SIM cards yeah. at the same time, so yeah, I'm not going to get a new iPhone probably till next year. All right, so you're good for a while. Yeah. Okay, everyone, uh, thanks for being here. No show on Saturday. No show. I'm going to be in sunny Florida and eating out. Sounds good. Yeah, at a restaurant that's open. Wow. Yes, fantastic. So, uh, Todd, I I think we forgot to mention that Pod Podfest Asia happened a couple days ago. Did we hear anything about it? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I heard a little bit about it and they, they posted some videos from oh. it. I thought that was interesting. What's the website, you know? Uh, well. Or just Google it, Podfest Asia. Uh, yeah, I would just, yeah, I would say Podfest Asia. Just, just do a Google search. It's actually, a lot of the sessions are, are, are on YouTube. So oh, that's cool. You, you can check them out. All right, everybody. We'll see you uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, we'll be back. Next huh? Wednesday, right? Yeah. For those of you that listen, you don't care. You just get it in your feed. Those of you who subscribe. But everyone else, thanks. Take care. We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.